Welcome back to the Call in Our Shop podcast. I'm Austin, joined by Logan, and we are back. We took a week break last week, but we are back for episode 26 of our weekly podcast, posted every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Logan, how are you doing today? We're going to talk about a lot of different things, but first, how are you doing after that week off? <laughs> yeah, they, you know, a little, a little. Uh, I missed it. I'm not even going to lie to you. I missed it. Recharged a little bit. I know you had an amazing trip out of town. You're going to talk about it, of course. Um, but I'm doing well, of course, probably not as well as, as you are. Austin had some big news. Why don't you tell the people what, what happened? Yeah, it was a big week, and I did miss the podcast. Miss talking to you every uh, Tuesday night because we do this. And it also, as a side note, if you want to subscribe, click that like button down below. We would appreciate it. Um, yeah, it was a pretty busy week. As you, as you know, as a lot of people on Twitter and in the videos, if you watch our daily NBA videos, you would know I did get engaged. So that's uh, that's an exciting thing. Uh, kind of thing to go down so definitely keep watching those ads we're going to need that revenue um <laughs> but either way uh we appreciate everyone that uh kind of reached out and said kind words to us we definitely do appreciate it so um yeah it's it's been exciting it's been crazy um really it's hard to put into words because it just happened i think two days ago coming on thursday tomorrow on thursday but yeah, it's been uh, hectic. Excited for that day to come for you, but it's uh, it's kind of a whirlwind, as I'm sure people out there that have gone through that kind of experience kind of know. It's like kind of lose sight of your body. You're like, uh, you don't really know what's happening until you know a couple minutes afterwards. Yeah, I mean, look, as your as your friend since since middle school, you know, seeing a friend you know hit a milestone like this in their life, I'm really proud of you. Like I'll, I'll say it in front of the people, I'm I'm proud of you. The boy has become a man. He's transitioning, and it, it's really cool. And I'm really happy for. For you guys, uh, you know, one of my favorite couples, I, 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 you know, longtime friends. So it's it is it's it's really good. Really happy for you. And what you said about the you know the revenue and calling our shot. Look, there's no better way to support calling our shot than becoming a COS All Star and help help <laughs> us get our bank accounts up a little bit. Because Austin, that ring was not cheap. I saw the ring on her finger. It was it was it, you you spared no expense. But you know what, COS All Stars, help a boy out. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I mean, the ring, I mean, we spent a couple units. We had had a great February <laughs> for the NBA. So it was like, oh, yeah, you yes. might as well spend up a little bit. But, yeah, we do appreciate <laughs> – uh, literally, there's been so many people that have commented just even like a couple days after, even like today, people will say congrats on the engagement kind of thing. So yeah. it's awesome. Uh, people are like asking when the wedding is. Uh, trust me, I don't know. I'll let you guys know. I won't let you know the location, though. We don't need any. Uh, maybe a couple of, maybe a COS MVP could come to the wedding. Who knows? <laughs> oh, are, you drop, are you dropping hints? Ooh. Uh, we're dropping hints. Maybe in April. Maybe you'll find out a little bit more about what we got cooking up in this, on the stove. But either way, we are back for the weekly podcast. If you want to do us a favor, and I don't ask for, I might ask for a couple favors every day, but. Um, if you want to go follow us on social media, that would be awesome. We are at Call on Our Shot on basically every single platform. We would appreciate that. And then um, what else is there to cover? Um, I don't think there is too much. Um, just keep just keep showing love. We really do appreciate it. But we had an interesting week. Normally, you know, we're talking about NFL. Not a lot of NFL talk today. We will talk a little bit about two quarterbacks that are in the news every single day, it seems like. But I kind of wanted to transition to talking about the NBA. And I'd argue if you flip on to ESPN, I can guarantee you, Within 20 minutes, they'll be talking about James Harden and Joel Embiid because it has been all over social media. If they play, which they do play today against my New York Knicks, once again, I guarantee it'll be all over them, all over ESPN nonstop. And I want to hear your thoughts because obviously we've talked about this right at – I mean, we talked about this as in our last podcast episode two weeks ago. We talked about the uh, the the trade and we we're kind of thinking, you know, what's this going to look like? And I think through two games, it's looked better than a lot of people anticipated, but – 
I mean, I want to hear your thoughts and opinions on this trade and, you know, the Sixers future coming uh, coming with the playoffs coming up in a couple of weeks. Right. I mean, we talked about it a little bit, like when it immediately, you know, happened, the, the, the news, and we kind of talked about Ben Simmons. But you know what? I want to talk about the, the, the Sixers in this one because they are they are showing that, the, that I really do believe they're the firm winners of this trade because they got an absolute bona fide all-star in James Harden, which I think will, will put them over the top of and what they need to compete for the Eastern Conference title. I mean, look, Joel Embiid, odds-on MVP. We're going to talk about a little bit about that. But, I mean, it's Joel Embiid playing at that super high level, and you give him an all-star guard that can pretty much do it all. I mean, James Harden. He's proven. That's what we like. That's what, that's what I think Sixers fans, you know, I got a pulse in the city. They want somebody that's proven. They want a proven winner. And James Harden, say what you want. You know, maybe he comes up small in big moments in the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, you know what? Ben Simmons came up even smaller. So you 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 instantly upgraded in a way that, that Ben Simmons can never give you. And their chemistry already, being, being, you know, teammates for not even that long, they look like they've been playing for a while. I mean, they it's it's not really like they're missing a beat. No, Harden's looked awesome. Him and Embiid. I mean, Embiid's even Embiid's been fun in the press conferences. The press conferences kind of saying, "Yo, I've never been this open," and he's kind of true because they don't have a lot really. Uh, it was mostly a lot of isolation, so it's fun to see him get some easy buckets. And who knows, we'll probably be hammering his overs the rest of the season. Definitely not rebounds, if you know, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a cool kind of transition and I don't really want to talk too much about the Nets cause we don't really know. I mean, that team's in a spiral downhill. If you're talking about the Knicks being bad, the Nets have been even worse over the past couple of weeks, but they should be getting the ramp back and they'll probably hopefully get Kyrie Irving back as you know, he's still halftime, part-time, whatever you may call it. I don't know if Ben Simmons is going to play this year. It seems like he has some back issues now, so we'll see about that. But just the connection between James Harden and Joel Embiid, I mean, People love the Ben Simmons, the Joel Embiid connection. Everyone knows Ben Simmons was a great passer. Everyone just kind of said he just wasn't aggressive enough. And when he was aggressive, they were super good. But with Harden, it's like you can't, you can't one, go under screens because he can shoot the ball. And then you, if you go over the screen, it's just a one-on-two with him and Embiid driving to the rim. And the center has to make a decision. And normally the center helps on, on Harden. And then Embiid gets it and foul, foul, foul. I mean, that's what the Knicks were doing as every single player fouled out for him. But <laughs> I'm excited for them. It's going to be interesting to see how far they can go in the uh, postseason. I know a lot of Philly fans are really excited for tonight's opening matchup, well, home opener for Harden, and I think it's going to be bumping in uh, in, that, in that arena. But it's exciting, and you know, yeah. I kind of wanted – I don't know if there's really too much more to add. I mean, you can watch any single talk show, and they'll talk about it for three hours long. We're not going to do that, but I do want to talk about – kind of transition into NBA futures. And now obviously the Sixers are one of those teams up at the top in terms of, you know, to win the NBA finals. And I wanted to give, you know, do use this segment to give one, not only one, our favorite future pick for the NBA, something, someone, the team we think should win the NBA finals. And then I want to give a dark horse pick. So I'm going to let you start it off and uh, we'll give the dark horse pick after this. You know, I appreciate I appreciate you letting me go first because you know I'm the futures guy over here, right? You know, I sure. almost got the Bengals, almost. I did get the Rams if you go back a little bit, uh, you know, in in time in the episodes. But you know what? Let's try our hand at NBA in this one. You know, I'm I you know scrolling through the the futures. You know, you can always you can look at realistic and then you can look at value. I know we're gonna talk a little bit about our dark horse pick as well, but we want to start if we're just looking at at who I think's gonna win or could win. How about the Milwaukee Bucks plus 650? Yes, the defending NBA champions. 
I mean, they're proven and and led by Giannis. I mean, what more can we say about the Greek freak? I mean, you love wearing that Greek freak shirt, I you do. know, more more than any. That's your favorite piece of, piece of clothing. You probably wash it three times. Besides a week. calling our shop merch, but yeah, this is true. I mean, if you know, if you watch Austin's videos, you probably see him in the Greek freak shirt. I mean, it's smart betting money on it on a team and players that are proven. I mean, Chris Middleton, he's proven. I mean, these, these are these are players that that got the job done. And and Giannis, I mean, I I just I I whenever I watch him, I just find myself at a loss for words because he's one of those basketball players, rare breed that can go across all eras. Like I I forget which NBA legend recently said it uh, that Giannis could have played back in the '80s and '90s, even when it was a different brand of basketball. Yeah, he would have had no problem because he's just that gifted, that and that talented. So you have you you he's presenting, you know, problems offensively, defensively on on the rest of the Eastern Conference. And I mean, look at what look at what they did, you know, against Phoenix last year. I'm just saying plus 650, you're you're giving me great value at on a, on a proven champion champion the repeat. Why not? There's no there's no uh person here that's going to fight you on that cuz you know I love Giannis, you know I love the Bucks. I'm a little bit concerned. Chris Middleton really hasn't looked like himself. A little bit like hangover from the finals when he looked really good in the finals. Like the last couple of games he was lights out. A little bit concerned about him, but I mean, they're getting a little bit healthier. I don't they haven't had Brooke Lopez all season long, so we'll see about that. Bobby Portis is playing in my opinion a little bit too much. Not that there's bad playing uh, Mr. Portis and crazy eyes, but there won't have any backups behind him. I guess they traded for Sergi Baca, which is a decent move, but I mean, I don't want to bet against Giannis because it's sometimes hard to stop him. But I'm going to go to a team that lost to them in the NBA Finals. I think the Suns have great value. It's been around plus 430, plus 450 the past couple of days. And sure, they're the odds on favorite at the moment. I think tied around with the Warriors. And I just really like this team. I know Chris Paul will be out for the next six or so weeks with a thumb injury. And so I will kind of line him up a week or two before the postseason starts. But I just think this team has a lot of talent and a lot of – you know, they tasted that victory. All those young guys finally tasted that victory last year, but I think they're coming back even hungrier. But I think the Suns, I don't worry about Chris Paul showing up. He's going to show up. Great closer. Devin Booker, great scorer. The guy, and I hate mentioning him, it's going to come down to DeAndre Ayton, and you and I both know it. DeAndre Ayton is the guy that will change how they win. You know, if they're going to have to be relying on JaVale McGee and Bismack Biyombo to play big minutes, they're not winning the finals. But if they can get a, a motivated and a, just an engaged DeAndre Ayton, this team has everything they can. They got Macau Bridges, great defender, Jay Crowder, great defender, Cam Johnson. They got a deep seven or eight rotation, much deeper than I think a lot of teams in the NBA. So I really like the Suns. The value is not necessarily the best on the page, but I think they are the best team. They've been that all season long. They probably will have home court advantage or at least be the one or two seed going into the playoffs. And I just don't want to bet against Chris Paul. I'm just, I, as a fan, I want Chris Paul to get a championship. I wasn't mad when Giannis beat him, but I think he's due one. I mean, Right. So your your case is really compelling. And, you know, honestly, to, to maybe like somebody that that hasn't followed the Suns as closely, I, I was wondering, you know, why are they the odds on favor? It's just kind of weird. You did lay out a, a really compelling case of why they should probably come out, of, you know, of the West. I mean, look, that, that they might have an easier path. I mean, what who would be their stiffest opposition? Probably Golden State. Right? I mean, see, that's the thing is I don't really want to bash Golden State. I just think they're overvalued, in my opinion. The The Warriors, yeah. we've seen Clay Thompson return, hasn't looked, you know, 100% uh, himself. And sure, he could turn it around in the, in, like like that. He could become Clay Thompson old where he's averaging 22, 25 points a night. He hasn't looked great. Draymond Green has missed a ton of time. He should be returning in a couple weeks. And we're going to revisit these picks, you know, as 
right as I believe the the playoffs start in a couple in like five seven weeks around like mid April late April. So we'll revisit our picks then. But yeah, the Warriors will be your stiffest competition behind that. I mean the Lakers yikes um the jazz are always up there you got the grizzlies who are an interesting team a team that's been very good at times that loses games that it's like why are you losing to those teams i mean the nuggets are obviously there too there's some i would say the east is a lot harder but we'll talk about some of our dark horses there but i don't know i think the Suns. i mean they have the best record in the nba or they might be tied with golden state at the moment i don't know i just really like that team and i think they got a lot of uh a lot of experience from last year a lot of things to learn from and but I don't hate. I hate trusting DeAndre, and so that would be the only thing that'd be like I'd throw out my. Like, eh, I don't love that guy because man, he just some games he's like, hey, here's five points and three rebounds. How you like it? Yeah, a little bit unmotivated at times. I know he's cost you and the community some 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 pain, some some headaches before. But you know, I really do want to see how because we're doing this so far out. I want to see how the value changes. I want to see who's the who's the risers and who's the who falls because. I mean, there's a lot of volatility to these, you know, bets, you know, a lot more. And I mean, honestly, a lot of money to be made if you just guess correctly, kind of. But yeah. Yeah, no, 100% because injuries can happen and we could kind of shift before we get into the dark horse pick. We could kind of talk about like an MVP favorite. I mean, right now it's Joel Embiid. He's like plus 110. And I don't necessarily know. I mean, I could make a case for Joel Embiid and there's a reason he's the odds on favorite. But we saw him as the odds on favorite last year and then he got injured. So there's injuries that still we don't wish an injury upon anyone, but injuries happen and it could happen within the next week or so. It could happen to anyone and that just plummets their odds. We saw Joel Embiid, the favorite, boom, he got injured. He was out so much time and Nikola Jokic ended up taking away. I should be wearing my Joker shirt. Yeah, well, I mean, that that's exactly what I, what I was looking at when I was thinking about volatility, though, because, you know, it's just crazy to look at, you know, MVP odds too and track that and what Steph Curry was the odds on favorite to me not too long ago and boom Joe OMB out of nowhere and plus 110 I mean that's not great value but I you know what I want to give I want to definitely you know lead off to my um MVP pick if I'm just if I'm just looking at one I I have to go with Giannis Logan you're just doubling down on, on your on your on your bucks I, I mean, I love Giannis for the value with hovering in that plus 650-ish range. I mean, if you're going to say somebody outside of Joel Embiid has to win it, yeah, why not Giannis? A, a proven MVP, a proven NBA champion. I mean, I know it's a narrative award. And what if the Bucs, you know, make make a sneaky run? I don't know what where where their playoff position is. Well, that's that's the is. reason I think you have a chance for Giannis. Now, it's hard for them to reward guys you know i mean we saw lebron they just kind of stopped giving it to him and not that Giannis is at that you know level where it's like okay this guy has won too many mvps but the bucks are kind of you know lower in the standings than you might think you know the reigning nba champions they normally were like the one or two seed the past couple seasons really are kind of i think hovering around the five seed so i wouldn't be surprised that you know the bucks kind of crank it up a notch and just kind of try to you know win i don't know 15 other next like 17 games and go on a crazy run and maybe Giannis is the one that leads him to that Exactly. And that's that's kind of what my point. If they make a push to get that one seed or even maybe two seed and it's just on the back of Giannis, as you mentioned, kind of, you know, Chris Middleton hasn't really rounded into form. It's going to it's going to be on the Greek freak. So I, 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 I love I love Giannis. And I mean, he's he's a glitch. You've used that word. <laughs> You've used that word for him. Because how are you going to stop him? It's 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 unreal. He if they could really give it to him. Like, I, I appreciate what you said about LeBron because there's certain players in the NBA you can make a case for them every single season because they're just at that high level. But you know what? It's a little bit of a narrative award, and if the Sixers slip up a little bit and be 
as you said, maybe injuries happen. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's it's decent value. So I like it enough at that. Yeah, and then I would like to talk about one other guy that I think, you know, you could make a case. I don't think he personally will win it. But John Morant, I know a lot of people have been talking about his value at plus 1,200. Obviously coming off a career-high 52 points. The game before that set a career-high 46 points, I think. So he's been putting the team on his back. I mean, if it, he's out, the Grizzlies are kind of eh. But he's really just been carrying the team. And I really think the only way John Morant somehow goes into that top, you know, two, three conference or conversation. If he goes on that Damian Lillard-esque run that we saw, what, a couple years back, maybe pre-bubble, right before the pandemic, where Dame Lillard was averaging, like, I mean, his per, like, 10 game stats were, like, 47 points per game. I mean, you remember it. We were just hammering his overs. They would make it 38 and a half, and we'd say, bet. Yeah. (laughs) I don't care. That was probably the most ridiculous run I've ever seen. And I don't know if John Morant will get to that because, you know, he's not as, you know, as big of a three-point shooter as maybe Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard is, but John Morant's yeah. been ridiculous. So if you want someone to just put like a buck or two on, I don't mind John Morant. I just don't know if it will happen. You're asking for – you might as well just bet his over in points every single night if you think he's got a chance at MVP because <laughs> he's going to have to hit that at least 10 times, 12 times, that by then you'll win back whatever you put on the plus 1,200. Yeah, it, it, it's it could be a, it, I don't know. I just it, it John Maria kind of just feels like a bit of a too too square of an MVP pick because it's like something you know you're willing and wanting to happen, um, but just doesn't feel right, right? Like he's he makes all the highlight reels, he makes all the ESPN, you know, Sports Center. What he makes top plays, but top plays doesn't necessarily translate to MVPs. I don't know. A lot it's what happened. It, happen. it's, it's hard to really envision. I mean, he's having. A ridiculous season so it's kind of hard to envision how does John Morant get better and I'm sure there's exactly. plenty of things you can get better at but it's like it's kind of like with Trey Young you know if what does Trey Young need to do to win an MVP I mean his stats are there does the, the could the Hawks use maybe you know winning like 65 games or something ridiculous like that yeah maybe that's what John Morant needs but their stats are ridiculous it's not really that that's holding them back I think it's team success it just feels like a Joel Embiid's obviously award to lose seems like that's the narrative they want to give it to Joel Embiid after you know he was the leader last year and then obviously you know he's been putting on the team on his back and I kind of want to and let me go back to James Harden and Joel Embiid and talk about Tobias Harris because Mm -hmm. I imagine this team imagine if and not that Tobias Tobias Harris has got to come into form I think he's he's been terrible the last two games with Harden active but Tobias Harris do that the amount of money they're paying him for <laughs> I know. Yikes. I mean, you can you imagine if they you were one, either you'd split that amount of money onto two like great role players, or one had another great star to go along with them. It would be this team might be really overpowered. So Tobias Harris is, I think, an X factor for him, but Tyrese Max has been playing super well. I don't know. Sixers are a weird team. I, I didn't check I didn't check their uh NBA finals odds, but I think it's plus seven hundred right behind the Bucks. But oh there's a lot, yeah. there's a lot going down in the NBA. Yeah, no, there, there's, there's always a, there's always, you know, if you talk with Sixers fans as, as I do all the time, they're always, they're always, you know, ragging on Tobias Harris for good reason, right? You're, you're being paid all that money to underperform, and they always, they always talk about that. Like it's, it's easy to, you know, praise Harden and and praise Embiid for, for what they've been doing, but then it's like that guy over there is not doing anything. He's just, he's just reaping the benefits. He's, he's on the group project. And the group project got an A, and he was just—he just signed his name at the top of the paper, right? It's, and they're not going to get anywhere in the playoffs if, if he doesn't step up. I mean, it really is kind of going to be, as you mentioned, he is going to be the X factor if if he's you know throwing up you know building brick houses with his mid range, his mid range ain't working. I mean, that's that's Tobias Harris's game. It's it's the mid range, and 
yeah, I mean, yeah, he's <laughs> he is who he is. That's what he's been all season long. I want you to go into your your dark horse finals pick though. Lay yeah, it down let, for people. Let, let's talk value as we as we always do on this program, and we love we love value. And I want to go in the Eastern Conference. I know this this conference is a little bit of a bloodbath. We mentioned Sixers, Bucks. You know, there's 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 teams that could win it, but I just looked at there and I and I said, is there a team on here? That's, you know, had a good regular season so far is in the top, you know, upper echelon of Eastern Conference teams and could maybe win it all. How about the Chicago Bulls plus twenty seven hundred? You know what? Led by DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan has been making a lot of people picking his overs some some money recently. And and, you know, say what you want about the Chicago Bulls. They're a young team, you know, up and coming. Maybe it's not their time yet, but maybe they maybe they do catch a little bit of fire. A la the Phoenix Suns, right? I, 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 to me, you know, I, I don't, I don't study the Suns in, in, in depth, but I didn't really see what, what they did last year. I didn't see that coming, right? Could the Chicago Bulls with a great free agent pickup in DeMar DeRozan, could they be this year's Phoenix Sun? I asked, I, I ask you that. And I'm just like, I'm like, why not? I mean, why not? You know, God forbid an injury happens to one of the stars of, you know, the other Eastern Conference teams. But I'm just saying, sometimes in the NBA, weird breaks happen. You catch fire at the right time. I'm just saying 2,700 is really generous odds for a team that's performed well, you know, up to this point. Yeah, you know, I remember a couple, a lot of episodes back, a team that I claimed was overrated was the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, I might want to take uh, take that back a little bit. And yeah. I think the Bulls... They have a chance. Now, I, I won't rule them out. They obviously have, I think, one of the top one or two records in the East. My only concern with them, they're not getting anywhere unless they get fully back healthy in terms of Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball. I know you hear Caruso, you're like, okay, you're just memeing. But those are two guys that really played good defense. And this team, and I've ragged on them over the last several weeks, several really months when they've been without those guys, because they don't play any defense. And that's my only concern for this team. They can score. DeMar DeRozan's been playing great. Zach Levine's great, obviously. Kobe White off the bench, solid. They just can't stop anyone. Vucevic is not stopping Joel Embiid. That's yeah. just a mismatch and a half. And that's my only concern is when they get against the Bucks. who the heck's guarding Giannis? They aren't stopping him. And that's why I'm a little bit concerned where I could look like, and I know there's not a lot of value on the Heat, and they're not my pick because they're only like plus 1,000. But the Heat can stop Giannis. The Giannis does not play well against the Heat because they got Bam out of bio. But I just don't know how the Bulls match up too well against those other teams. Like, they got Javante Green. Yeah. You're probably like, who the hell is Javante Green? And I don't blame you. But it's, <laughs> I just don't know how they match up. That's that's my only concern. They have Patrick Williams, who's a very good second-year guy. But he's been out the whole year. And I think he's out for the season. So a little bit concerning. I would like to see them get those guys back in terms of Caruso and at least Lonzo Ball. And even Derek Jones Jr., he's a pretty good defender, too. They're going to need those guys back to have any chance of advancing in the Eastern Conference. But, you know, I don't hate the value of plus 2,700. You're just asking for a chance. I wouldn't be Third surprised time. if that value got a little bit better as, the, you know, the next month and a half goes by because they're going to still stay at the top of the Eastern Conference. And all it takes is them to win one playoff series against a trash team. And then, they're you know, they're moving and grooving. Exactly. But the worst case scenario would be if, you know, the top three teams are, let's say, the Bulls, the uh, – uh, the Bulls, the Heat, and the Sixers, and then that four or five is the Bucks, and then whoever's the one seed, you honestly don't even want to be the one seed because you'll win your round, and then you get the Bucks in the second round most likely. Even then, well, the Nets, the Nets are going to be a weird team because they've lost so many games. They're at the bottom of the, you know, the top seven, eight, ten. They're in that range. So weird to go in the Eastern Conference, which is why I'm staying far away and I'm going to the 
the Western Conference, and I'm going for value. Plus 3,500. They got a guy that you could argue could win the MVP award too. Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. Now, I understand this is very LeBron 2007 in terms of I got to do everything. And, you know, Luka's really been doing everything. But the thing I like about this Mavericks team is we saw last year they were decent. They competed against the Clippers, who I think the Clippers ended up advancing to the end, ended up going to the, the Western Conference Finals after beating the Jazz. Even though that Clippers team was a little banged up, they did have Kawhi Leonard, and then, you know, he got injured the next round. They kind of hung with him, and that was just the Luka team. They had Kristaps Porzingis, and we were betting his unders every single night because Kristaps was putting APB out for him. He was just standing on the three-point line, just waving and doing nothing. And so I look at him, they got rid of Kristaps, which might impact them a little bit defensively, but they got a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie, a guy that I think the thing that really holds the Mavericks back, and you think about that LeBron team that he took to the finals back in 2007, by no means am I comparing LeBron and Luka. Very similar scenarios, though, in my opinion. LeBron had no one else that could do anything. It was just him, and the, and when he went out, they won, they lost by 10 points uh, every single time. And so I think with Spencer Dinwiddie, with Jalen Brunson, those are two guys that can actually run the offense without Luka Doncic, whether that's only like 8 to 10 minutes a game in the playoffs. I just like the value of plus 3,500. Should they win it? Absolutely not. They're definitely a little bit short on talent um, in terms of, you know, they don't have as much talent as the, as the Suns. They don't have as much talent as a team like the Warriors or even the Jazz, if we were to argue about the Jazz, but they will have the best player on the court pretty much at all times, unless they play maybe the Nuggets. And it, really, there's not many players better than Luka in the league. So I like the value on the on the Mavericks. Yeah, I mean, how how do how do I argue against Luka? I mean, Luka, boy wonder can do it all. I mean, it's 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 uh, the value, like you said. I mean, a lot of a lot of things obviously have to happen, like to for for a plus thirty five hundred, you know, mid season. Uh, type of play to cash, but I've seen crazier. I mean, we, we, we have seen, you know, you know, just heroic performances, as you mentioned with LeBron. I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to, I'm not here to, to rag on your pick. I, I like it. And, and as you, for all the reasons you explained, I think you're kind of smart, you know, getting out of the East. I'm not even going to lie to you as, as you kind of broke down the potential playoff seating, I'm like, Ooh, yeah. I, the East doesn't sound. Oh, that's going to be great. super tough. Yeah, yeah. Especially if, you know, Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant are active yeah, there's a lot of yeah. I mean, I would argue there's probably six teams in the East that have a chance, and in the West, I would say maybe it's definitely not six. I mean, there's yeah. teams that you could say yeah, maybe, but I don't, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm I'm interested to see we can tra- we can track the the maps. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We'll see what our value picks are in a in a week or so, or not in a week, but in like four, five, six weeks, we'll see exactly if our plays are Absolutely. maybe Mavericks are plus six thousand by the next time we do this. But I like the pick. I like the bulls pick. We'll see how they uh, trend over the next couple of weeks. On a somber note, got to talk about the MLB deadline, and it's mm. not a trade deadline. I wish that's what it was. Unfortunately, they uh, it's today's Tuesday when we're recording. As of this exact moment, 9.25 p.m., well, one, they didn't come to an agreement, so I believe the first two series of the play, of the season was canceled, so obviously opening day was supposed to be the last day of the month, March 31st. We were gonna we were getting excited. We got some fun things planned for our MLB daily videos, but we're going to have to wait a little bit. And the I people know. are asking for you. People are like, where's Logan? Is he okay? Did you fire him? <laughs> Did you get – where is he? And I'm like, no, he's just watch the podcast. One, we thank you guys for watching the podcast, but I'm like – no, he's still still here. He's just out of I'm, season. I'm still employed by calling our shot. I, I, I will let you know. I will let you know that I'm still stealing a little bit off. Will you make pennies. your own uh, YouTube channel and kind of clickbait it? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I have not. Feeling. I have not yet branched off of the calling our shot community. I'm. I'm haven't made my own channel yet. But I. It's. It's. You know, baseball time. You know, last year we we kind of went through this this whole. You know. You know. I, well, I did. Like it was a solo grind, and I. I. I loved it. I hated it. People that were on the roller coaster with me, they know. They know. They saw me dejected. But I like. I was looking so forward to this baseball. Uh, season because I had a you know a full season pretty much of of picks under my belt and you and I were going to tag team and we had a lot you know in in store and now we're just you know the the door slammed in our face we were getting ready you know the the thing I love about baseball so much is, is you know the the sig it signifies winter you know the cold up north it turning into spring it's just that that bright sunny feeling of a, of a ballpark fresh cut grass enjoying a hot dog. I mean, I'm painting the picture of why baseball so great and why, you know, it's just one of those, it, to me, one of those top sporting events to go to and the MLB, the players, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not privy to the, the talks and quite honestly, it, it's boring. It's boring as heck to try to read what's going on in the negotiations. That's not for me to hash out, but what I know as a fan perspective and, and even the, the betting perspective, I'm gonna have to wait a long, significantly a lot longer because I mean they're just not they're not where they need to be, and it's just I don't know it's it's sad because we were looking forward to it. Yeah, and I I know we'll uh, we'll have some cool things coming forward for the videos like we'll be doing them together kind of in the same format for the people that are curious. Uh, I'll be doing some player props because you guys know I love those, and Logan will be doing his uh, picks either over unders or spreads or money lines whatever it may be, and then we'll or. Do some a nerfies, a little bit of nerfies, <laughs> the, the flags. It's the best be a lot of fun. in sports. See, it is. I, I I can't wait for you to educate everybody because uh, you you've amassed such a great you know NBA following with your picks. You've been killing it. I can't wait for you to educate people on a nerfie like that. That will be so exciting and show people the most electric bet in sports and why I you know called us nerfie nation and we we had a lot of fun with it last year. So so. Dang it, MLB, get it together. You know, there, there's a lot to work out still, but you know, come on, let's let's get some baseball going. Yeah, I gotta put the uh, abbreviation down below. Yes, Murphy is no one understanding. It's the most electric bet in sports. If you don't know, we'll be doing them hopefully every single day. We might we might get down bad after a little bit because they are yeah. about as unpredictable as you can uh, you can try. But I'm excited for it. We'll be getting ready for an MLB season. Hopefully, you know it's. It starts up soon. I'm hoping maybe like a mid-April kind of start. Maybe we miss the first two weeks of the season. I know they just canceled basically the first week. So hopefully there's not, hopefully it's a little bit of pressure. I, I don't know all the tea leaves. I don't read all these things. All I know is, you know, the owners and players can't come to an agreement. So hopefully that, you know, yeah. hashes out. Hopefully by the next time we're here on the weekly podcast, that's having hashed out. We know when the daily videos are going to start because it's going to be fun. It's going to be a grind, but we're going to have fun with it every single day. And that's that's all that matters. It's, it is, it's going to be awesome. You know, Nerfy, I'm telling you guys, it's the most electric bet in sports. If, if you, if you're new, if you don't know the no run first inning, you're going to know it and you're going to, you're going to learn to love it. And if you're, if you're going to, if you're going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to spare you this. I'm going to say it a million times. If you come in my comments, you say, Logan, where's the yes run first inning? Where's the your feet? Uh, no, I will turn you away. I don't do that. That's it's no run first inning. It's no run first inning or no bet at all for me. So uh, yeah, Murphy till I die. So I love it. So we'll be uh, you'll be able to get ready for that for the MLB. But let's wrap up the podcast. It won't be the longest podcast we've ever done. We're gonna talk about two quarterbacks that have been in the news a lot. 
And we'll start with Aaron Rodgers. The guy that we kind of talked about a couple weeks back. And I want to, I'm curious if you have any gauge on what you think he's going to do. We obviously, I mean, he could do something by the time the podcast goes live. I don't think so, but with NFL free agency starting in, I believe two weeks, I believe the first initial day is March 16th, two weeks from tomorrow or two weeks from today. Are you have any thoughts on uh, Rodgers? You think he's going back to Green Bay, retiring? What do, What are your kind of initial kind of thoughts? So he he did have a cryptic type Instagram post where a lot of people were assuming that maybe this is a retirement kind of thing. No, I I just I still see I still see Aaron Rodgers playing, and I close my eyes and I still see it in Green Bay because Green Bay gives him the best chance to win. We talked about you know his his path in the NFC being being easier. I mean he's got. Assuming the Packers could square away Devontae Adams, bring him back his favorite target, I, I, the Packers could go in and all they could go in in all of the the Los Angeles Rams. They could just do a all we're all in chips to the table for Aaron Rodgers this year, where a lot of other teams couldn't. If you if Aaron Rodgers were looking elsewhere to like the Broncos, and the Broncos can only go all in as as much as they can. I mean, and that's not a. Uh, to me, that's just not attractive to play pa- Patrick Mahomes twice a year. It's just not, and and so. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, it's it's really either Green Bay or retirement. That, that that's just me. Again, Aaron Rodgers is a weird cat where I I can't get into his head. I have no idea what he's thinking. But yeah, you know, if we wanted to go to San Francisco, it wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, just because yeah. that's you know where you kind of want. I I don't see them doing it, but let's be honest, I'm not really sold on Trey Lance after what I saw in one year. But they did spend a lot to get Trey Lance. You kind of want to just yeah. Give him the keys instead of saying, hey, Rodgers, here you go, two more years or whatever it may be. But I kind of agree with you. I think it's Green Bay or bust. I think it's Green Bay or he retires because while, you know, there are options, I wouldn't want to go to the, the AFC for the reasons you said. And then the NFC doesn't have a ton of options. You don't really want to back up, go, you know, follow right back up with Tom Brady. San Francisco is another option, but it's like how realistic of that is an option. And, yeah, I think Green Bay, despite their struggles the past couple of seasons, they've been very good in the regular season. Um, and then they just can't make it get it done in the postseason. Maybe there's something they can address there. And I saw a weird article, and I'm going to try my do, do my best to explain it. Um, it was talking about Aaron Rodgers and um, his risk versus reward kind of thing. And I doubt you saw it, but I'll kind of try to explain it. There was an article that talked about, you know, we know Rodgers, the guy that doesn't throw any interceptions. He very rarely, you know, he leads the league always in like, I think he has the best intercept touchdown interception rate out of any QB in NFL history. But with that comes him not taking a lot of risks. So when his team gets down, it's not, you don't, and this is what the article was saying with all the data. When teams get down, you see Patrick Mahomes and other guys taking a lot of risks and that's how they get back into games. But with Rodgers, he doesn't change the way he throws. He's still doing a lot of check downs, doing a lot of safe throws and his expected points doesn't ever increase. At least I believe that's what the metric they were using was like expected points is still the same. Whereas you see guys that get down like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, their expected points, their risk they take is a lot higher. That's why you see those guys sometimes come back in games. And so not saying that Rodgers is bad quarterback. He's obviously going back-to-back MVP. I mean, he's a great quarterback, but that was a little bit interesting of an article. Any thoughts on something like that? That That, that is really interesting. And now that you kind of mention it, I, you know, it makes sense because watching Aaron Rodgers, you know, a lot throughout his career, he does seem to always take, you know, what the defense is giving him, even just, you know, when they're down, right? Like the defense is like, sure, beat us, beat us, you know, check downs, beat us short, short routes like that. And he might leave more plays on the field. I feel like that's kind of what the article is saying. You know, Aaron Rodgers leaves plays on the field where maybe like someone, a gunslinger, a true gunslinger quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, like Josh Allen, 
they're they're going home run or bust. I mean, and it's that's I think you know honestly what the the model of the NFL is looking. If you look at a lot of the younger quarterbacks, they for for better or worse, they they're always trying to go the home run plays. And you know, like look at it. I mean, think about Joe Burrow. You know, Her, Herbert. Like even those young quarterbacks, you don't see them take a ton of checkdowns. You don't see them making a lot of those short throws. Uh, it's, you know, it's 75 yard T Higgins, uh, touchdown, you know, or bust a lot of times. And so you respect it, but I don't know. I, it's, it, it is something I guess to kind of watch for maybe, maybe in his, in his, in his last, maybe this is actually his last dance and maybe he'll just go chuck it up. I don't care mode. Uh, who knows? Yeah. I mean, in the, in the end of the, you know, thing, when you think about it, those QBs all want the ball in their hands and they want their play to be deciding the the games and not saying that Rodgers doesn't want that but it does seem you know he's not as you know he's a lot more carefree and while that wins a ton of games in the regular season it can be hard when adversity hits you and it's not like you know you think about maybe you think about a Tom Brady you know he maybe he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions either and he takes a little bit more risk and obviously he's retired now who knows what's going on with his whole ordeal I saw Bruce Arians saying no chance in heck that we're trading Tom Brady if he wants to come back. Uh, it's so weird, but <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. But yeah, it's just like you get down and he doesn't have the defense that necessarily can, you know, like that Bucks defense when the Bucks really kind of carried Tom Brady through the playoffs, their defense at least kind of uh, carrying him. He has never had that defense or he has a little bit of a supporting cast. I don't know. An interesting thing. But another guy that could be on the move, Russell Wilson. I think this guy has a better chance of being on the move than probably Rodgers, in my opinion. But we've seen him delete things on all the social media, Seahawks. So we've seen kind of writing on the wall like he might be out of there in Seattle. Do you have any kind of gauge? Do you think he's gone? Do you think he's staying? What do you think's the, the kind of route for Mr. Russell Wilson? Mr. Unlimited. Oh, I hate that nickname. But, <laughs> I mean, look, I prior to Sean Payton, retiring or taking a leave, whatever you want to call that. I really, I just closed my eyes and saw him in a Saints uniform to terrorize my Panthers twice a year. And I was just like, I, I feel like that's, that's coming. Truly though, I, I don't know where he's going to end up. Like I, I, I think any, you know, anybody's guess is as, as good as mine. I mean, really cryptically thinking about it, you know, yeah, he, he might, he might be gone from Seattle, right? Seattle, a lot, a lot while I was, you know, watching them this year, I, I it, something just felt off about their, their team chemistry. Something felt off with, with Russell Wilson, obviously being injured, but it's like, you know, maybe a change of scenery is what, what he's looking for. Maybe it's what he needs. I don't know if there was, there's some sort of list of like odds of where Russell Wilson plays next year. I, I would love to find that and, and be curious where the odds makers would put it because I don't know. I, I I just you know a quarterback like that could actually take like think about this think about if Russell Wilson was on a team like the Titans right with with Ryan Tannehill stinking it up and and looking for the, the 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 quarterback like Russell Wilson to take them to the next step there's a lot of teams where that they could add Russell Wilson and he could be the missing piece that they were looking for yeah no I can agree, agree with that I'm, I'm looking to see if there's a any odds? I cannot find any. Um, I don't know what to do with Russell Wilson because there's a lot of different places you know we could go. We think about his wife Sierra. Doubt they want to go to a small market, but I think a couple teams that kind of initially come to mind. Um, obviously, he could stay with the Seahawks. He could. Uh, he could go to the Saints. That wouldn't surprise me much. It's an interesting team, and I doubt this happens. But the New York Giants would be an interesting one. Now yeah. I know it's ew, 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 Giants, ew. But 
they have the talent with Kadarius Tony, with Kenny Galladay, Saquon Barkley. Kenny I mean, Galladay, not, who? <laughs> he didn't catch a touchdown all year, but and neither did <laughs> Kadarius Tony, I don't think. But they have talent there, and it's not like their division's terribly difficult. So I don't mind that. Um, I'm looking at an article. The Colts would be an interesting one. But like I said, I don't know if they want to go to a smaller market like that. But that's just my opinion. And obviously the Broncos. But again, I think he would want to stay in the NFC if he could, um, which would likely mean a team. Obviously like the Saints, maybe the Giants. I think the Giants could be a sneaky one. They have Brian Dable, a very good offensive coordinator. And now as their head coach, kind of kind of grew up with Josh Allen. And so could be interesting. I'm not saying the Giants are, you know, as likely. And I honestly wouldn't blame him if he said absolutely no to the Giants. But it's New York. You know Russell Wilson. He he loves New York, and you don't want to go to the Jets. I mean, the Giants aren't much better, let's be honest. If if I'm Russell Wilson, I'd rather retire than play for the Giants. And <laughs> I, I, I know that's not – I know that's like – that's obviously ga- engaging in hyperbole, but I think it's kind of true. They're in, they're in really like weird – they've been in a weird rebuild for like the past five years, it seems. Like they, they just can't figure it out, be it injuries, be it, be it coaching. Daniel Jones is – Probably not the answer. I mean, I'd probably Daniel Jones is on the Sam Darnold fast track. I mean, come on, let's be real here. He's he's Sam Darnold yeah. that can that, that can run better. Um, but I mean, yeah, it, it, it wouldn't make any sense. It, it, you know, it's a shame. Like I said, I I made a good a really good fit in my head that that the Titans would be a good fit, but they're paying Tannehill way too much money. They're stuck with Tannehill. But like the Colts staying in that division, I, I think the Colts could be really intriguing because. They learned against in the last regular season when you need a win against the Jaguars, Carson Wentz ain't that guy. That's what they learned. And, and you know, I, I mean, the, the Colts have to have a lot of doubt. And, and if I were them, I'd be on the phone. Hey, you know, what, Russell Wilson, you want to you come, you know, play for us? I, I, I would make the pitch if, if I were them, for sure. Yeah, I mean, when we think about Russell Wilson, when was he at his best? When he had a great run game with Marshawn Lynch. In the last couple of years with Chris Carson, a bad offensive line, it's been him and trying to chuck it up to DK and Tyler Lockett, just not getting it done. Exactly. But the Colts have as about a great a supporting cast as you can get with the offensive line and Jonathan Taylor. They could upgrade their wide receivers a little bit, and they could do that in the offseason or the draft. Yeah. But the Colts are an interesting, sneaky team. Now, it is in the AFC, but hey, I would I would assume every single Colts fan, and I, though I watch the Pat McAfee show from time and time again, they'd be ecstatic if they got Russell Wilson. Absolutely. Whether they some people might not like him or not, but – he, whenever you can get rid of Carson Wentz, when they call him Carl on their show, I have no idea why, but, <laughs> but whenever you can get Carson Wentz out of there and get Russell Wilson, I think you're going to take it any single day you can. It would, it would put them into like, like right now the Colts are like, I, in my, in the back of my head, I'm like, they got no shot. Like they've got talent and you you mentioned that they do have a lot of talent, but and their, talent, and their defense Wentz. is good too. And the and the defense is really good. That's what I'm saying. They play in a weak division. Like they should be a shoe in for, you know, a, a, a top seed, you know, if, if that, and then it's like, if you, if you put a proven winner, like Russell Wilson, a leader, cause like Carson Wentz, I don't know how much of the locker room he galvanizes. I mean, we talked about Kyler Murray and galvanizing his team and yada, yada, but like I, Russell Wilson, you put him on the Colts and you have my attention now. Now I'm like, Oh, like that's, that's well, a good fit. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it almost, you know, like th- this is why the NFL never works how the fans think it should work. Because it makes a lot of sense in our head, and then he goes to a team that, that like the Giants or something that doesn't make any sense. You're like, why? But like, I don't know. This is the NFL. Things that make sense usually don't happen. And it's not like the Colts aren't used to making those moves. I mean, two years ago they did the Philip Rivers, then they did the Carson Wentz. 
Yeah, I mean, it would be an interesting kind of route to just go, you know, from Andrew Luck to like Jacoby Brissett, then to Phillip Rivers. A very weird kind of collection of QBs there. But hey, they've shown the ability to do it in the past. If I'm sure if he comes available and he's open to going to Indy, it's it's an interesting fit that, you know, I'd be wanting to tune into Colts games right now with Carson Wentz. I switched the channel. I just hope they don't come (laughs) up on red zone. And when they do, I'm just like, just get it in the end zone, Jonathan Taylor and get me the heck out of here. But with Russell Wilson there, it could be fun. Gives them a little bit. I mean, we saw them make the playoffs and give the Bills, I think, a run for their money in the first round of the playoffs that that uh, that year. So I think they could be in the conversation, but we'll see. It's uh, interesting. Who knows what Russell Wilson will do? I don't think he can be moved for another two weeks. No, yeah, I, it's it's going to be interesting. Well, I, I, I hope maybe we see a change of scenery for him. But, you, you know, you never know with, with it being so early in this. Yeah, it's fun to see a change of scenery. It feels like there's so much change of scenery in the NBA and then little to none in the NFL. It's almost like you just yeah. wish there was a little bit of more, a uh, uh, little bit a little bit more in one league, a little bit less in the other. But either way, that's going to wrap it up for the podcast. Anything else you want to add on before we get out of here, Logan? No, it's it's been it's been a great episode as usual. So I agree with that. This is our 26th episode. It is in March. March 26th is my birthday. So we're all going to have good luck today. We appreciate you guys for tuning into the weekly podcast. We'll be back again next Wednesday. As always, thank you for tuning in. If you want to let us know what you want us to talk about next week, feel free to let us know. We can talk about anything. We can talk about diamond rings. We can talk about whatever you guys want. That's what this podcast is all about. So we appreciate you guys. Click that subscribe button. Click that like button. We're grinding to 30,000 subscribers trying to make March our biggest month yet. So again, this has been Austin for Logan and we will catch you guys again next week. Thanks for tuning into the call on our shop podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.